0: Are you feeling stuck or are you unstoppable? Are you tired of creating incremental growth in your business while really wanting to make quantum leaps? Well then welcome, you found the right place to be fed. This is Susan, the founder of Unstoppable Women in Business and this podcast is for women entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, anyone who is unwaveringly focused on finding the best path to success in their business. While you're here, you're gonna be asked to think differently to get different results, to do things that are challenging, but oh, so rewarding. So come on, let's get started. Well, hello everyone, I'm back. And boy, I will tell you that it was a lot longer of a hiatus than I thought I was gonna take. The last time that I was here with you, I think it was at the beginning of November, and it was the weekend that my book was launching. And simultaneously, I was also sponsoring and speaking at a conference. So it was a big time. There was a ton of work that went into the launch of the book and also preparing for that conference. And this was all on top of the just the day-to-day responsibilities of running the two businesses that I have. So when I layered another <laughs> Event on top of that, it was a five day challenge into the mix. I might have underestimated the time that was needed to nurture all of these things at once, which ended up ultimately helping me to create a bunch of new clients who I then had the pleasure of being able to onboard. But I'll tell you what, it was a lot. It, re- it really was a lot. And so here's what I have to say about all of that it was wonderful and i think i found my edge do you know what i mean by that like the edge of what you're capable to produce and maybe if you're someone like me who you know, kind of thrives on forward movement on learning and growing and would do almost anything for an adrenaline rush <laughs> maybe you can relate i know i know that not everybody is like that but that is kind of who i am and i'm not going to i'm not going to fight it But from that standpoint, I never thought I would get to a place where I just could not do one more thing in a day. I couldn't. I found myself working until I couldn't think anymore. And I would go to bed with things that were left undone, but I didn't even feel guilty about it because I had accomplished so much in the day. I felt completely spent, but kind of in a good way. Gosh, I hope this is making sense. It was, here's, here's how I can relate it to you. It really felt like I was in a sprint. And I was giving it my absolute all. And I was enjoying it. I was enjoying the sprint. But when it was over, it was over. And I went into a time of just taking deep breaths, dropping back to a normal pace. And what I experienced was something similar to when maybe you exercise and you push yourself to the wall, right? So let's say you're training for a long run, a 5k, a half marathon, whatever it might be. And you really push yourself to go a little bit further each day than what you're actually comfortable doing. But what happens then is when you drop back to what you're used to doing, it just feels a little bit easier. It was it was a really surreal situation. And thankfully, the end of it coincided with the holiday season, so I was able to slow down enough to enjoy the holidays with my family, and I even got a new puppy um, who I love, and I'm just like enjoying now the time of just a slower pace, getting back to, to normal normalcy, and part of getting back to normalcy is being here again with you on the podcast, so I am so happy, so happy to be back here. And I'm also very excited because I do have something really cool on deck for you today. And it's a little bit of a new way to approach this podcast episode. And yeah, we'll see if it works or not. What the heck? You can always give something new a try once, right? So here's the backstory. At the end of January, I'm going to be running a virtual workshop on how to create consistent, connected sales conversations. I'll tell you what this is a topic that comes up a lot of times with the women I'm coaching but also in in networking groups you know people just they just don't feel sometimes they're at the top of their game when it comes to having consistent really well connected sales conversations and I know from my experience that there are technically four specific areas of a sales conversation that can become a little bit tricky to navigate through. And my hope is that I want the attendees to leave knowing exactly how to move gracefully through those areas and get the best outcomes. So as I was reviewing all of the content that I wanted to cover, I thought, holy cow, this is a lot of information. So I was trying to figure out, okay, what can I do? Should I make the workshop longer? Should I split it into two sessions? And, you know, as I was tossing around the the different options that were racing around in my mind, one of them popped in strong and it said, hey, why don't you do a companion podcast episode for the session? And I said to myself, self, it's a good idea. So here's how I decided to go about this concept. Think of it this way. Whenever you create a workshop, the beginning part of the workshop should always be about kind of setting the stage, telling, telling the story that sets context to why people should even be there, what they're going to be learning, and why it's important for them to learn what they're there for. So in essence, you want them right out of the gate to be able to know what they're going to be able to do differently if they invest the time in attending the workshop. So that's the, usually the opening part of any workshop that you create. Well, then you go into what it is you want to teach. So the main learning points, right? And then usually for me, time runs out <laughs> because I don't know about you, but I always try to pack more into the time that I've actually allotted for it. You know, you know what I mean, right? Oh, you get to the end of your workshop and you're just zooming through the information because you've, you've got so much more important things to say than you have time. So, I thought if I got the first part of the workshop content covered here in this episode, um, we'll kind of consider it a pre-session. So, in essence, we can, when we're together during the workshop, we can dive directly into the meat of the matter. And that way, we'll really be able to use our time so much better because then it's going to be about how to have better sales conversations. I'll have already covered the why. And it just doing it this way just felt like we were going to be able to do more justice to the topic and not feel pressured when we're together. All right. Oh, now, if you're listening to this podcast after the event, which is on January 27th of 2022 don't worry. If you weren't able to attend, never fear. I've got you covered. The show notes are going to give you access to a place where you can find the rebroadcast of the workshop. I'm planning on recording it and putting all of the the workbook, the templates, everything that I'll be presenting during that workshop is going to be in a package. So the attendees will be able to have it. But also if you join in late, you'll be able to have the same value that the people who show up live get. Okay? All right, so here we are. Welcome to the introduction of choreographing your sales conversations, how to stay in step with your buyers from beginning to end. All right, is that not a crazy title for a workshop, choreographing your sales conversations? But I have to tell you, I just feel like I need to explain for a minute why I named the workshop, this crazy, wacky name, choreographing your sales conversations. You might already have your suspicions if you've seen me writing anything about it, but this is, this is how I think about sales conversations. I always get this picture in my mind. It would flash, and I would think about two people that are deep in conversation about something you know, important, and sometimes, you know, sometimes it goes smoothly, and sometimes it feels a little awkward, and sometimes you come to a great outcome, and sometimes you don't. And the picture that comes into my mind, it reminds me of a dance. And I'll use a specific one. Uh, A really popular pastime or dancing craze that's here in North Carolina is called shag dancing. Okay, shag dancing. Now, there's these clubs where they play beach music. (laughs) I'm not kidding, I'm not kidding you. This is like a throwback to the 60s and 70s type of music where it's really lighthearted and boppy and um, for this shag dancing there's very specific steps and it's one of those dances where the man takes the lead and guides the woman around the floor you know gliding and spinning and I'm telling you it's it's really beautiful and it's I I think it would be similar to the type of dance that you might see like a Texas two-step or a California swing right but watching the couples who are practiced at the dance oh it's such a beautiful thing to see it looks graceful and flows so easily. But if you go out on the floor without knowing what you're doing, all bets off, baby, because I've done it and it looks horrible. And, you know, some people are naturals at it, but that's pretty rare. You've got to know the steps. You've got to have a partner that you can move with in a way that is graceful and that looks just so cool. And so I hope you're getting the metaphor here. That's why I called this choreographing a sales conversation. I want to approach the workshop in a way that helps you understand how to have great sales conversations as if you were doing the tango, right? With your ideal prospect. I wanted to approach the workshop about how to have great sales conversations from that aspect, because ultimately the most satisfying sales conversations are the ones that are similar to dancing together. In some ways, it can't really be planned, right? But each, each one seems to unfold in a unique way, each dance based on the music, based on the rhythm. But if you don't have a framework or if you don't know the steps well enough, it really can't go very well. So I'm trying to marry those two things together, the framework of knowing like how to move through a sales conversation with enough room for the grace of bringing that individual play to it. So I'm gonna ask you to play along with me here and I'm hoping this isn't too hokey for you but I really think you're gonna have fun. So let's get going. Here are four areas of the sales conversation that tend to get awkward or uncomfortable and because of that they really do if you can't navigate through them they really do hold us back from having a fully productive consult. By introducing these four vignettes, you may recognize yourself, but what I'm hoping more than anything is that you will get a glimpse into how to approach consults in a way that you're in step with your client. I, of course, ultimately hope you'll come to the workshop where I really want to teach you how to execute each step efficiently and then gracefully lead your client from one step to the next until you come out to the best outcome possible. Let me outline the four trouble spots in order that they show up um, during a conversation, and then I'm going to give you an idea of where we will head as we dive deeper into these sticky spots in the workshop itself. So the first one I think might be a little sp- surprising to you. I'm going to say that the first sticky spot or trouble spot is right out of the gate as you're starting the conversation, opening that conversation up. And here's why I think it's a little bit tricky. I want you to do it so that you're both on the same foot. So here's here's what I see. This whole opening up the conversation is like the beginning of the dance where you're kind of jockeying for the lead and you've got a specific direction that you think you should be heading. Have you ever danced with somebody where like, As the woman I know that um, technically I'm not supposed to take the lead but I can't help myself right and so if you are trying to take the lead and yet it's really not your mm, place it's tough but then also you've probably danced with someone who should be taking the lead and doesn't and then that's awkward too so I want you to think about that kind of um, picture in your head because what's happening here is your buyer, they're going to be just a little bit leery of you. They're coming into this situation. they don't want to be quote unquote sold. They're not sure what to expect, and they really are not sure that they want to follow along with you. You're coming into the conversation where you know you really know out of the gate what you're trying to accomplish in this call. So you can see where there'd be just a little bit of a disconnect in the beginning. And here's what happens is, you know there's a lot of nicey nice conversation that goes on a lot of nicey nice chatter and getting to know you kind of stuff but you're not really using that time in a productive way and so what I want to propose during our time together is to really consider preparing for and uncovering where your buyer is in what I call their buyers journey it's a typical it's a phrase you'll hear a lot but I really want you to think about where they are in aspect to where you want to get them to go. Okay does that make sense? So if they came into it they're just curious and they're really not that sure of what their problem is, well are you coming into it from a different direction where you're ready to get them signed up in your program and you could see how there'd be like there would be a disconnect there. So the question is are you positioning the conversation in a way that sets up to be as successful as possible. And this takes a little bit of strategic thinking that can be done early in the conversation, if not before it starts. So when we're together, we're really going to be diving into understanding that buyer journey and where their mind is, and then helping you to tailor how you start the conversation based on that. It's this is really big. This is going to be um, an interesting thing for us to dive into, and uh, I've got some tools for you to use that will help you move through that area in a little bit more of an effective way. Okay, so then that brings us to the second area that gets dicey during sales conversations because after you know what stage your person is in, you know, on their buying journey, it's then important to begin to uncover two. really important nuggets of information that will lead you to making a compelling offer. First, you're going to need to know what they want more than anything else in the world. You know, what is their true why that would make them want to buy your solution? And then the second thing is, what is the actual root of the problem not just what the problem presents as as they're having the conversation with you but can you actually get down to what is the root of the problem that's holding them back from getting what they want now these are two things that are really the um, pinnacle of what you want to be able to uncover in your sales conversations but so many times I find that um, women entrepreneurs especially have a, a little bit of a problem uncovering this because they're not sure what questions to ask and it's it's one of these things that if you're not asking the right questions you're never going to get the best insights for you and then it's really hard again to make any kind of a value offer to someone. I remember when I first started having sales conversations I was given a script to follow and a specific set of questions to ask to uncover what was on my buyers mind right so When you're in corporate America, they want to give you all the tools possible, similar to some of the things you may have gotten. But when I followed the questions I was given, it just felt so awkward and stinted. Um, The person on the other end of the line, I think they could just smell my fear and my confusion and it only caused them to put up their wall a little bit higher and not open up to me. So, I mean, who listening to this podcast does not have a list of the top questions to ask during a sales conversation? Ugh! Oh, it fries my britches when I see these lead magnets out there because, you know, tell me, do they work for you? I mean, in some ways, you find ways to um, adjust them so it fits your style, but no script or canned questions will get you to the sensitive place within your buyer where their true pain lives. So then you might be asking yourself, well, Susan, what questions should I be asking? And I want you to stay calm here because there is a method to the madness of how to uncover what's really important to your person and not make them feel like you're leading the witness, right? We're gonna be covering this really in full during the session. You're gonna walk away with the exact framework in your workbook, but I wanna give you a hint here. And I want you to think of it this way. The type of questions that you want to ask when you're trying to uncover this information from your buyer, are really coaching questions. They're not sales questions. And just changing your perspective on this makes a huge difference. Now, if you're not a coach, don't worry. I'm going to make this super clear during our time together. Because in the workshop, I'm going to show you exactly what to listen for and how to ask the questions that ease your buyer from one level to the next, one step at a time, so it feels really, I don't know, more natural. Um, and here's the other thing, whether or not you go on to listen to the workshop or attend the workshop, I just want you to know this, that in order for you to get deep into conversation and, sh- and people to get people to share with you, you have to be very, very careful about the words that you use. You want to use words that they've used themselves that will resonate with them. And the number one um, issue I see with women connecting with their people on Sales Conversations is that we have this little lexicon, these words that we use to describe our business and to talk about what we do. And if you can just listen for how your buyer is talking about it and adjust your lexicon so that you are in step With the way they communicate their problem, I mean, right there, you'll be able to connect at a much deeper, deeper level. They'll be like, "Yes, she gets me. She gets me," right? So that's just a couple little tidbits on that subject around asking really good questions um, and also connecting with words in a way that makes a huge difference to um, to the buyer that you're communicating with. Okay. All right. Third third section. And I'm going to call this the universal, cringeworthy, awkward moment award goes to when you're actually making your offer, right? This is the place if I say, oh, our sales conversation is hard for you. I almost imagine your head going right here. Ah, I hate making offers. Um, Even the best of us can get all up in our heads and hear those sneaky little voices telling us just a variety of negative uh, messages during this phase of the conversation. The voice might be saying to you, oh, they don't want what you've got. They they don't even need it. They don't need what I'm offering. Uh, Other voice might say, oh, they're gonna think it's too much. I'm too expensive. And another voice is really telling you, oh, they don't wanna be sold, stop it. Stop it, right? So there's just a myriad of these little messages that are being shot at you from, you know, that negative Nancy. She lives inside your brain. She's trying to protect you, um, but she's telling you to simmer down. You know, it's just, she wants to protect you. That's all I can say. So I am almost certain that if you are listening this podcast, you've been there. When you hear that chatter going on in your head, it as... It actually has a visceral effect on you. You can feel your confidence shrinking to the size of a pea. And you can begin to sound a little bit unsure of yourself and and timid. And buyers, more than anything, at this phase, they need to have complete assurance that you're the person who can take them by the hand and get them the results they dream of. So this timid person who's shrinking back from that negative voice in her head is definitely not going to be the person that they can feel they can put their trust in. So in the workshop, we're going to do a little bit of work around how to not only quiet her voice, but actually how to approach your offer with confidence and excitement. And where do you have to be mentally in order to do that? Literally, this is mindset. and. I can tell you, it can be pretty easy one to overcome if you have the tool that I, I'm going to share with you to work on it. So that's another part of the conversation, that awkward offer. Mm. So what's the last one? We're on step four or phase four of the conversation. You got to know this one is coming. Last but not least is that troublesome period of time when it comes to responding to objections. Ladies. I could do an entire workshop on this topic alone because this baby can paralyze you from even like getting on a call with someone it's it is that bad you just the fear of rejection or worse yet the fear of not being able to authentically respond in the moment right makes us quake in our boots but here's the dirty little secret and please write this down objections are not about you or your product or program. Okay, objections are not about you or your product or program. Most objections are smokescreens. They usually come in the flavor of no money or no time. That's the first thing that people are going to throw out at you. But when you get right down to it, if your buyer was so smitten with what you had to offer, if they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that they would be safe giving you money to solve that nasty problem of theirs, they would actually be asking you how to buy. The underlying secret for you here is that most objections are fear-based. They come, the buyer, they come to the table with this fear of making a bad decision and looking bad to others like their partner or their friends, you know, whomever they're expecting to, to see a radical difference in them. And that's all I'm going to give you for right now on this bad boy, because I'm telling you, if you hang in there and make sure you have your workbook ready, when we dive into this on the 27th or in the restream, um, if you aren't going to be able to attend, I'm telling you, you're going to work your way through the best way for you to be able to handle And respond to objections. It is gonna be so much fun. All right, ladies, what do you think? I hope you are as excited as I am to go on this journey with me. You can't go wrong. Think about it a stellar sales conversation conversion rate is about 80%. And what that means is that you're creating eight new clients from every 10 sales conversations you're having. My question is are you there? Are you at that 80% close rate or conversion rate? If you are, please ping me, and I'm gonna have you come on as a guest contributor to the workshop. I'm telling you, that is a really high rate, and it's it's not achieved very often. But if you're not there, then for goodness sakes, I cannot wait to see you on the 27th. Um, this is gonna be good. So until then, you took, you take care of yourself. You go get them, girl. Check out the show notes if you need the link to the registration page for the workshop. It'll be in there. And if you have any questions at all, you always know you can reach out to me. Susan at uwibusiness.com. I'd love to talk to you. Until we meet again, you go get them, girls. Talk to you later. Hey, Susan again. Thank you so much for joining me for this special episode of the Unstoppable Women in Business Podcast. If you're interested in finding out more information about the workshop that I referenced in this episode, please take a look at uwib.info backslash convo. That's uwib.info backslash convo. I'll tell you what, I'll also put it on the uh, episode notes that are going to be on my website, which is unstoppablewomeninbusiness.com and go to the podcast episode page and you'll see lots more links to uh, be able to register or find the recording of this workshop if it's past it. event. Thanks so much again and have an awesome day. Talk soon.